This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, we got to have a talk, family. We got to sit down and have a little conversation about a little thing called coronavirus. Oh. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, how are you going to prepare for coronavirus? Yep. Because it's coming. What's you know? I want to know what you guys are talking about at home regarding the coronavirus. Because if it's anything like the the conversations we've been having in our home, it's dumb, and it's totally fine and good. Like it's okay that you're having dumb conversations. But I think we're at the point now where it's I'd rather people have conversations about the coronavirus versus just like <laughs> it's not happening. There's nothing to see here. Mm-hmm. Because there really are some things to pay attention to. And we've talked about this on our show. You know, um, and in fact, do you remember, I think, was it Ebola or SARS? I bet it was SARS. Yeah, right? So back in the day, we were like, the world is freaking out over the SARS business. Calm down. Well, okay. Things worked out fine. Mm -hmm. We're all here to Mm -hmm. talk about it. But this coronavirus thing, the conversation has changed. And... They're actually the people that we listen to are actually telling us to pay attention to some things. And so I think it's good now that people are going home and, you know, I've seen it on social media. I've had friends send me like, you know, texts or messages um, about the dumb things that they're thinking about in their house last night. So Jamie and I because Jamie just to set the stage, Mm -hmm. Jamie is the worrier. I am the like, there's nothing to worry about Mm -hmm. person. Like, I'm the denial person. I know this because I've been in this relationship with you before. Yeah, exactly. About certain things. I'm like, it's fine. There's nothing to worry Mm -hmm. about. Calm down. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, nothing. Go on. (laughs) Do you want to give me an example? No, I really don't want to. Our leadership. Go on. (laughs) I did. I just said it. It's fine. All right. So we've been in this position before (laughs) where Colleen's like, I don't know. And I'm like. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So, but then I start, and I've been doing that with this coronavirus. I'm like, because you brought me the cruise stories. And I'm like, it's not the cruise. It's fine. It's fine. It's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday, I think it was specifically the head of the CDC was like, it's not fine, <laughs> but it's fine, but it's fine. Hear me say, it's actually not fine. However, it's fine. It's fine. So Jamie was like, I'm worried about our cruise. Mm -hmm. I need to find out is we're going on a cruise at the end of April to the Caribbean. What are they saying to you? That's a good question. So they'd given us a heads up like, hey, if people are coming from China, they're not getting on the cruise. Also, if we have workers from China, they're not going to be on your cruise. I also feel like maybe there's some other places they need to be concerned about right now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. Like the cruise is actually to me, I'm like the cruise is like maybe not the problem, like the airports are are maybe the problem anyway. So um, so he's been in that space. I have not been in that space this week. I am now like, okay, we're going to 
worry about this. Think about things. We're not going to worry. We're going to think strategically. Mm -hmm. We're going to plan appropriately. Mm -hmm. And um, I said, uh, I got home and I was like, okay, I think we might need to start planning some things. And he looked at me like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay, tell me more about this. And all I did, Colleen, was read uh, a few articles from people who know things like the CDC Mm -hmm. and their recommendations. I'd like to repeat that. The CDC. Yeah, CDC. Is it a very important place to be getting your information from? In fact, that's the only place you should be getting your information from or Mm -hmm. people who are giving you information from the CDC. From the CDC. CDC. CDC.gov. Yep. Center for Disease Control. And in fact, they tell you they've got so much information that it will make you feel better because you will feel armed. If you're like me... You'll feel better if you feel like you have an idea of what you need to be doing. Information helps you. Exactly. And so that's when I came home last night and said, okay, I think we need to make a... Honey, let's talk about coronavirus. Let's talk about coronavirus. I was like, I think we need to go uh, get some... I need to go get some food items. Mm -hmm. And I need to maybe get some water. Mm -hmm. And I need to get a few other things. And he's like, oh, wow, really? Okay. But all I did was... Again, read the recommendations, and the recommendations are really this at this point. And you don't have to take my word for it. In fact, don't take my word for it. Go to Mm -hmm. cdc.gov. And really, you don't have to worry about face masks, although I went to look online to see face masks. Mm -hmm. You're going to pay a pretty penny for those face masks. Yeah. In fact, the ones that are actually capable of preventing the virus from getting into your lungs or whatever Mm -hmm. are retailing for about $50 a piece. But the CDC says the best way, do you know what the best way to prevent the spread of coronavirus is right now? Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Literally, they said that when SARS was a big deal, they prevented 30 to 50% of the risk or it lowered the risk by 30 to 50% by simply washing hands Mm -hmm. and keeping your distance from people who are sick Mm -hmm. and that masks are not necessary at this point. Mm -hmm. But here's the stuff that I think this is what we started to talk about. And I think this is the thing a lot of you have probably started to talk about is planning. Yeah. For example, medication, you should have probably a month's supply of your medications on hand. Mm -hmm. Why? Not because you're likely to get the coronavirus, but because if a bunch of other people do, And people aren't able to show up to work because they're like, hey, let's not all go to work for a while so that we don't get the virus. Well, if you can't go to, you know, your pharmacy, Mm -hmm. then you can't get your medication. Mm -hmm. So maybe just make sure you at least have a month's uh, medication on hand. Make sure you've got, you know, some staples in the house. Like, that's not hard, Right. right? Making sure you have some canned foods. Right. So it's like, so like that seems silly and basic, but it's easy now. And I'm telling you, like, for example, the lesson that the face masks taught me was better to just have a few things around right. now when it's easy to grab. So like the next time you're at the grocery store, throw a couple extra cans in the, in the yeah. bag and slowly but surely make sure your, your family is ready. And also this was the other thing the CDC recommended that I thought was smart. If you've got like a family member who's older Make sure you have a plan in place for them. Right. Like what happens if you can't get to them? Right. Will they be able to take care of themselves or who's going to take care of them? These are all good pieces of advice. I mean, really, truly, they made me feel so much better. So to reiterate, because I think this is important, I I cannot stress this enough because people are going to get a lot of information from a lot of wrong places. Yeah. The Center for Disease Control, that's what they do. Yeah. 
Do you know what else they said? What? Do I want to know? Get a flu shot. Oh. Do you oh. know why? Oh, what? No, do tell more. I, know, oh. I knew that was mm. going to make you happy. Yeah. Mm. Not because of the coronavirus, mm-hmm. but because if you don't get the flu, you won't be burdening the, the, the medical system and they'll be able to treat people who have the actual coronavirus. Thank you. It's like if we work together, mm-hmm. we can actually make the public's health better. Oh. Also, I, can I just throw this in as my own personal piece of advice? Generally speaking, just take care of yourself. Yeah. Right? Because, again, to that same point, then you aren't burdening the medical system. Yeah. Like if you have things that you can take care of now, like for example, I just went to get a physical yesterday mm-hmm. and they asked me when the last time I had a flu shot was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's an odd question because it's not flu shot season, but it's because they want to make sure everybody who, you know, can get the flu shot has the flu shot. So mm-hmm. that again, should the medical system need to focus on a few people with yeah. uh, coronavirus, they're planning ahead. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to go to Costco later today and get a case of Honey, water and some and some, you know, Campbell's soup. That's what you're doing. But I'm probably going to that's do that a, just in case cuz it'll make me feel better. You're planning it'll make me yeah. feel better. Light prepping is good prepping. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. It's fine. It's, it's just fine, fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Also, if you have a lot of water in Campbell's soup, you know, let's say you do get sick with something else, you're set. True. There you go. Yeah, like that stuff's never going to go no. bad. No. A long shelf life. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got to talk about the kid who took a bath in the sink at the Wendy's. Oh, God, that kid. We're going to talk about him after this on My Talk 1071. Remember that kid who took a bath in the sink at Arby's? Yeah, you heard me correctly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, And uh, Bradley, we talked about this kid uh, the other day. This kid who took a bath in the sink at Wendy's. Yeah, so this happened a couple weeks back. And like literally this kid has been on a viral journey that he never hopes to ever be on again. And nobody listening to the story should ever hope to go viral ever, ever. And I'm going to tell you why. So I saw the article about the kid and and I kind of I get interested in this. Like, what does it actually mean when, um, you know, a video of you, a TikTok video and, you know, all the kids are doing them. TikTok they really are. Videos, Those kids love the TikTok. And like your kids are probably thinking, I want to be a TikTok star. They do mm, think do that. Do you? They do think Show that. them the story about this kid. So he's a teenager. He's 19 and rightfully so calls this uh, it, um, this incident. Stunt. Stunt. One of the dumbest things he's ever done in his life. He's 19. So I bet it's probably literally the actual dumbest thing he's done in his life because his life is short. And that's saying something. So um, he got in a tub and washed his nasty self. Mm-hmm. And but at, the tub was the sink at the Wendy's. At the Wendy's, mm-hmm. right? And the video went viral. A bunch of people got fired, including himself. I can I just quickly say this? This is like um we used to talk about this when the TV show Jackass was on television yes. and people would try to one up or mimic that kind of out jackass stu- stupidity. If you will. Yeah. And but that was really before we had quick and um efficient access to cameras and social media. So 
this is just what that looks like in 2020. Yeah, exactly. So um, just to tell the little the story about how he calls this the dumbest thing he's done and sort of like what happened. So he, you know, took this video and said, honestly, you know, and again, the video is him sitting in this thing, scrubbing himself with a sponge. And there's two other guys wearing a Wendy's uniform, looking uh, at the camera, laughing, blah, blah, blue. Uh, the guy, his name is um, uh, Ca- Cash. Paul Cash. So he essentially says like you know it was funny my manager saw the clip which was meant to be funny within a day of it being posted he goes i fell asleep at like six the following day and i and like so they do this video haha it's funny get it because he's in the thing with the thing that's mm-hmm. not a thing and then i woke up at 11 to my friend calling me saying hey you're on the news and i was like what he shortly loses his or shortly after loses his job along with everyone else that was connected Meanwhile, like literally the head of Wendy's Human Resources has to come out and publicly condemn the clip Uh, because, of course, the Internet. Right. This continues for several days with social media users sharing and resharing radio shows hmm, talking about crazy, uh, stupid idiots. Who stole our bit? Right. (laughs) Like we created that. Hello. Uh Everybody looking at him going, you're disgusting. You are disgusting. Imagine the entire world looking yeah. at your face and saying, you're a you're horrible, nasty. nasty human being. He goes, and then I was like, okay, it's fine. It's going to calm down. And then it didn't. And then I started receiving death threats. Oh my gosh. People. Because 20, calm 20. Down. But this is the thing that people don't understand. And this is the take. <laughs> Dumpster fire. <laughs> this is the thing. This is the takeaway. Because it's not just a funny little story for this kid. He's 19. Yes, he made a dumb decision. Yes, that's dumb. I mean, also coronavirus is happening. So germs. I get it. Like people were predisposed to probably be pretty angry about it. But at the end of the day, I am so glad. And we've said this sort of offhandedly numerous times. That there is not, was not social media nor iPhones when we were this age. Because I guarantee you... My life, because he will forever be the Wendy's sink. Yes. And that's the thing is, you know, it is partly like, I mean, is it developmentally appropriate that a 19 year old thinks it's acceptable to take a bath in the sink at his work? Probably no. However, it is developmentally appropriate that a person of that age does not have Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A fully formed prefrontal cortex, which is the part of your brain that helps make judgment calls, 
that is age appropriate, that he didn't think something all the way through, that he did something stupid. Yes, it was wrong. Yes, it was disgusting. I'm on board with that, right? But he did not see, he doesn't even have the capability to play the tape all the way through to see how that is going to be reacted to seven miles down the road. And trust me, were the was were TikTok a thing when we were young, we would have done equally stupid things. And probably worse. And again, my point is not even that like like all of those things you said are true, that the you know, he did something wrong and you know the fact that he got fired, that that would be an appropriate response. That's a like, consequence. Yeah. Yes. Like that's a consequence. You learned a valuable lesson. But you literally have in real time the entire world focused on you mm-hmm. and everything about you in that moment, and you can't escape that. That 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 pressure is scary. And I am forty four years old. Yeah. I can only imagine what that would do to a nineteen year old. And again, it's not to say that I like am condoning his behavior, but uh do you want the eye of the world on you when you were 19 years right. old? I mean, to your previous point, like appropriate consequences, yes. Blown out of proportion death threats consequences, no. But you see it every day, right? Yeah, of and I'm course. not I'm not saying whether things are justified or not, but I specifically have more empathy or sympathy. I mean, I have sympathy for anyone who, you know, is facing death threats, but specifically young people because my God, I am only able to be here today because I was allowed to be an idiot and a fool for like the first 27 years of my life. Right, right. And you didn't get death threats as an yeah, evol- as exactly. a result. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have some celebrities behaving badly. We'll shame them instead. Yeah, because they're celebrities. <laughs> we'll talk about that after this on my talk 1071. Behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We have a name for those celebrities behaving badly, and that name is D Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who are you, D Bag? Peter Nygaard. I mean, that's a big demon. That's a big bag. <laughs> so, who's Peter Nygaard? Let's just well, mumble the whole segment. <laughs> uh, fashion mogul and disgusting human being, according to allegations made that I'm not going to read to you online or the radio. Or anywhere, for that matter. Or anywhere, because I just had to suffer through them. Fashion mogul and disgusting human Peter Nygaard is stepping down. This is the headline we learned yesterday. Um, (laughs) From the head of, or as the head of his international women's clothing uh, empire, which he founded. Now, um, he is a Canadian-born multi-millionaire. And noted disgusting human. Disgusting human. Here's what a spokesperson for the wealthy Playboy and Creepazoid said, quote, Recognizing the priority of the welfare of the thousands of Nygaard employees, retail partners, loyal customers, vendors, suppliers, and business partners, Peter Nygaard has made the decision to step down as chairman of the Nygaard companies and will divest his ownership interest. Actually, no, I think it's because he's being... Yeah. Um, uh, 
he's gross. It's because he nasty. <laughs> he's so nasty. Also, I do just want to say I do feel for the PR person who had yes. to package up that load of doo doo and share it with the entire world, yeah, as though it, it was okay. A serve wonderful. it like it was a six course fancy dinner, mm-hmm. or just even a wonderful sandwich. Right. Now it was a doo doo sandwich. It was because you know, in this person's mind, they're like, "He nasty. He's disgusting. He has to step down because he's gross now, and he's going to get himself in bigger trouble." Why he nasty is because of a February thirteenth federal lawsuit by 10 unidentified women and thank God I'm unidentified because the things that they were forced to go through allegedly will kill a piece of you. I said during the break, I think a piece piece of me just died Mm -hmm. reading this. Mm -hmm. So at the very least, I can tell you that he's being accused of uh, raping 10 unidentified women and uh, therein is why his offices were raided, which is then why he stepped down and that's why we're talking about it today. Now, the other thing that mostly makes him my D-bag. So I read the story and I'm like, again, he's gross. He's more than a D-bag. He's a criminal D-bag. But in addition, the reason I selected him for the purposes of this segment is that at the very end of this New York Post article, and then I maybe just want to revisit some nasty thing in a moment, but I know um, the end of this article says the following words. Sit with this. Okay. Nygaard. That is Peter Nygaard, the guy accused of raping several women on his creepy mm-hmm. Bahama Mansion Island thing. Who does that sound like? Uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Mm-hmm. Hope he's not going to end up in the same person uh, as Jeffrey Epstein. Uh-huh. Anyway, Nygaard blames the lawsuit and the federal probe. Do you want to guess what he blames everything on? Uh, no, don't. Just say You're it. You're not going to guess. off the band-aid. On neighbor and hedge fund billionaire Lewis Bacon, who's been involved in a years-long legal battle with Nygaard over their Bahamian properties. Mm-hmm. He's blaming it on a neighbor dispute. That guy won't trim his palm trees on my fancy island, so he's trying to take me down saying I'm a weird sex freak. Okay. And a pedophile and a rapist and a... It's not even, and that's true, Mm -hmm. it's not even just these 10 women who have formally made a lawsuit. Yeah. I mean, whose accounts have brought federal charges? Yeah, it's not, that's not, those are not the only women who are speaking of this. Other people have noted his creeper creepiosity. And do you, like... Really, you want me take me down this road, Peter Nygaard? Actually, yes, please do. How this is all the fault of somebody else that he found ten this women guy and assembled like them? Yeah, like come on. So he's gonna make up all these stories. I this is the thing that I love that rich and powerful people do, which is like oh. gaslight. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, and when you say love it, I don't think you mean no. like want to snuggle with it and take it out to dinner. No, no. I was going to make another joke and I'm not because it's gross and I can't Mm-mm. because it's just not it's, it's nasty. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you though, of the things I can tell you about Peter Nygaard, unless you think, uh, lest you think we are making this up. He's an almost billionaire. He has this like Bahamian Island, mm-hmm. creepy mansion. Does anything see now it's now it's destroy. I blame Peter Nygaard for now destroying my desire in life to have a private island because really all the private island can be is a place for you to hide all your nastiness. Yeah. I just want to let you know, doing a little Googling about 
Peter Nygaard. And, yeah. and I decided to Google Jeffrey Epstein's name. Yeah, they're friends. together. Yes, and they yeah. use the same yes. Los Angeles PR yes. and crisis response firm, also used by the Church of Scientology. Aha! Aha! Also, both linked through Prince, Prince Andrew. Andrew. I mean, there's all kinds of. This is honestly what I really think also is happening is the Jeffrey Epstein thing is going to be far reaching in ways that we don't even realize, meaning that cracked open a bunch of other names. Oh, yeah. And those you, you know, Jeffrey Epstein can show up dead, yeah. but you're going to have to you're going to have to end up dead. A lot of other people. Yes, because, because they got they know store. They got stories and their stories on them. Now, he lured these women. Ten of them, the ones that we're talking about, to his mansion under the guise of cash payments and lucrative modeling opportunities. Also, all of them underage. Yes, I'm getting there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and said, it's just so there's so much gross and it's said so bad and horrible that they were uh, attending pamper parties where these women, girls, Thank were you. plied with booze, drugs, then violently assaulted. And by the way, in one case, a 15 year old girl who was brought to his estate and did. There were some things that were done to her that will make you want to do some things to this man if mm-hmm. it's true. Like a little part of you will die. Yeah. So it's so awful. It's gross and it's vile. And uh, it's- I feel bad for the victims. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for us yeah. for having to read it. Yeah. And I feel bad for the people who have to go to work. And work on and this get a case. paycheck from somebody that has the last name Nygaard. Oh well, yeah, because that cannot be a fun day at work. Well, they're looking for new jobs. Oh. I have a d bag to tell you about, and that d bag is the media. Oh, good, all of them. Well, in this case, I would like to just call out. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm going to say the Los Angeles Times, but I know that they're not alone. Um, A lot of the media is writing about and wondering about uh, why LeBron James didn't go to Kobe Bryant's memorial. What? Why are we worried about that? Um, That's the thing. I'm actually not worried about that. Here's the thing. LeBron James, as a friend and admirer of Kobe Bryant, he does not have to answer to anybody about the way he chooses to grieve this horrible, terrible, tragic Loss of somebody who he actually cared about in his life, who he knew and cared about. Right. It is not any of our business. Why LeBron James didn't go. All I need to know is LeBron James makes decisions for his own self. And this may not have been the right way for him to grieve right now. And that is okay. And so like, I do not need to read multiple column inches about why LeBron James made a choice about how to grieve his friend. Yeah. I don't need to do that. Yeah, let's go. So that's my, um, PSA. you know, he, it's, that's my PSA. And he's being incredibly, incredibly respectful when the Los Angeles Times uh, asked uh, about his skipping out on the memorial. And those are the words they used. Ugh. Like I said, man, it's just I respect your question for sure. It was very emotional, very emotional, very emotional day. Very tough day for myself, for my family, for everyone involved. Putting him on the spot. And by the way, this was during an interview during a shooting practice for the L.A. Lakers. So it's not even like this was an like he's working. 
He's doing his job. Yeah. He's at shooting practice and the press decides now seems like a really good time to ask LeBron James why he didn't go to his friend's funeral. I think anybody in the world who has ever grieved a loss knows that that is a, that is a decision that you are faced with making yeah. about whether or not that is the grief that you can handle at any given time. Yeah. It's for and I do not fault LeBron James one little bit for not being there if he wasn't ready to be there. Mm-hmm. And I wish people would leave him alone. Or we could just talk positively about how it's okay for people to make choices yeah, about how they there grieve. You go. That's a much better way of handling it. Thank you. Thank you. When we arrive back on the scene here uh, at, on the Colleen and Bradley show, we do have a D-bag double down. Yes! Oh. <laughs> we'll tell you who it is after this. On my talk 1071. Well, sometimes there's just so much D-baggery in this world, we cannot contain it in one small little segment on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. So we have to have a little D-bag double down, okay? Yes, and this one is Hold oh, on. do the thing. Sorry. Presenting Golden Lady Douchebag of the Day. Jumps the gun. Hey, that's what she said last night. Okay. You're rude. <laughs> You're sick. Uh, join the club. Mm. My double I'm deep- the president. What? I said I'm the president. Oh. Of the club. Oh, okay. I didn't know where you're going. Sorry. I was like, oh, do you know no. who we are no, and we're who going- we're not right now? Let's okay. talk about that thing. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny. Um, I'm very upset with Megan and Harry right now. Why? What did they do? That's not my words. Those are the words of oh. her trash dad. Oh my god! I don't want to call him her trash dad because that's not nice. But Meghan Markle's dad, does she call him her dad? I don't know. I mean, I don't know that we've ever heard her. And I, I'm sensitive to those things. Let's because say her father. Her, her father. Yeah. yeah. Meghan Markle's father, Thomas <laughs> Markle, he's saying some things that really just he doesn't need to say. And that's why he's my D-bag. Um, quote, I'm very upset with Meghan and Harry right now. They have no reason to speak to the queen that way. They have no right, rather, to speak to the queen that way. What way? Was he somewhere we don't, don't know? No. He goes, I don't think they have the right. He goes, I'm, he also goes on to say, I don't think they have the right to use the word royal. I don't think they have a right to speak to the queen in the way that they've spoken to her. I think it's like an insult to the queen and to the British people. Okay. My, what is going on? on? Yes. I'm my so daughter confused. dumped me one day before she got married. She dumped my family. She dumped Dory's family. That's her mom. She has dumped every family, and now she's dumping the British family. God, what an... Mm? (laughs) (laughs) What a not nice man. Yeah. That is, like, he is out, and what I love about this particular article is, you know, some yahoo caught up with him. Like in a parking lot uh, near his home, and I think he still lives in Mexico. I believe so. So yeah. he's like walking through a parking lot and just starts spouting off about his dumb cockamamie beliefs. Like, first of all, when were you hanging out with Harry and Meghan? Yeah, and I have that answer. What? Actually, never. You weren't. Yeah, exactly. So you're making some stuff up. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I can't. He's just like he's he's a tabloid troll. He's a tabloid troll. 
Colleen's trying to let it go. I am trying to because <laughs> here's the thing. And we've been through this. We've done this dance. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Before, it doesn't seem to matter. Thomas Markle, here's how this works. If indeed you, as you say, would like to repair your relationship with your daughter. <laughs> this might not be your this, best approach. Shut your mouth. <laughs> because part of what the problem is, is like she has drawn some healthy boundaries. I don't pretend to know what went down between the two of them. But what I do know is estranged family members. And when a person makes a decision like she made to not allow this person to affect her daily life in some way, that's likely because of some form of toxicity. Now we are seeing that toxicity being leaked out into the public eye instead of to toward her. So people will see this as like, he's her father and he knows best mm-hmm. and he's just trying to do his. No, to your point, she had, she has, you don't hear her talk about him. No, now, I am not saying that Meghan Markle has a clean record in terms of, her use of the press to manipulate for her own personal benefit. Right. Uh, that is, that's a separate conversation that we will have, but that deals mostly with her career, mm-hmm. right? Or her, I shouldn't say career. Well, yeah, it is uh, her career, right? right? The future for her and her, uh, her family. That is a far different thing to be manipulative of than um, to use the media to manipulate your family members. Right. Because Thomas Markle is, I don't think he's just like, I'm trying to cash in and make a lot of money. I just think he's a gross human being who can't shut his mouth and thinks like he's just going to stick it to his daughter. Right. He he clearly doesn't have a good understanding of boundaries. Yeah. Number one. Number two, he doesn't have a clear understanding of how, what an A double, uh, he looks F. like. Thank you. In the way that he's managing himself, right? Like the appropriate answer, I don't care who you are, when somebody approaches you in the parking lot of the supermarket and asks you to issue your commentary on your daughter, your strange daughter's treatment say- of the queen is to say, I don't know anything about this. I don't have a comment. And then go to your car and take your tender vittles home and do whatever you do. I don't know what's in his bag, but just go back to life, dude. It's not like it's none. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is he's trying to insert himself into the storyline. For what what reason? I do not know. I would be having such a fun time. If the press kept hounding me, I would be like, hey, thanks for showing up today. Can I tell you about, um, you know, the thousands of people who don't have access to clean water? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I you literally just 
you don't have to open your mouth and talk about the thing that everybody wants you to talk about. Just right. because they're putting a microphone in your face doesn't mean that you have to do that. If you want to use that moment for something else, go for it. Oh, it's but to so demean sad. your daughter, yeah. Yeah. even if you hate her, because family members hate each other it's on true. occasions. Some families don't work in the way that you would like them to work, and that's just the way it is. That doesn't mean you have to blab about it to everybody right. who has nothing to gain from it. Well, and this, the thing that I, the part that I find comical is that what he's doing, he's doing because he, I, I'm, I'm going to infuse some interpretation on this. He wants the world to understand him and see how he has been mistreated by his daughter. But in doing so, he actually is showing why she cut the ties with him in the first place. Exactly. So he's showing himself. And as Maya Angelou said, and then Oprah repeated, stop it. (laughs) When somebody shows you who they are, believe believe them. them. Exactly. I mean, what he's doing is nothing short of ridiculous. And if Meghan Markle needs to be called out for things, that's not your job to do. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think you can have criticisms of, you know, like, we just don't even need to have that conversation. It's just, it, it's totally not his responsibility to talk about her or her relationship or the things that she's doing in her life any more than it is hers to talk about him. Right. Right. And what we see is her not talking about him. Yeah. And that's yeah. what he doesn't yeah. realize is the more he talks, the worse he looks. Yeah. Not her. Yeah. He looks worse. And I think also it tells you a lot about that 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 part of her family. Yes. Because that sister, that yep. stepsister. Samantha. Oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was a, a piece of work, too. Anybody who, you know, yeah. With her, I actually think she is trying to leverage the media for her own benefit. Oh, for sure. With Thomas Markle, I just think he's dumb. I'm sorry, but he's just, <laughs> he doesn't realize the game he's playing, and he thinks he's making himself I look better. I think he is being used, Yeah, probably by his other daughter. Um, She's, like, pushing him out there. Yeah, also, can we just say, like, what is the likelihood that the paparazzi are just kicking it? In the Rosarita, Mexico, yeah, waiting in, for Thomas Markle. Parking lot of the local supermarket. Rosarito, excuse me. Rosarito. I mean, slim to nil. So somehow that got set up. It's all just sad. It's you so look, sad. You look at Thomas Markle, and there's just a lot of sadness going on. Well, and that's the thing. Like, oh. there is a compassionate part of me that can look at that and just feel like how sad and miserable he is at the core of his personhood. To feel like this is the way to manage his emotions. Here's a pretty good way to not, um, like, just don't be a jerk. Maybe that, like, don't be a rotten human, and then people won't treat you like a rotten human or in your life. Or even be a rotten human. Just shut up. Yeah, it's just be <laughs> quietly. Jeez. Like, I am horrible uh, many days of a month. Right. Yes. No, I what? am not. Sorry, you're not. I'm kidding. That was rude. God, you're terrible. Stop it. You're showing yourself, and I'm believing you. Uh, anyway, Thomas Markle, our yeah, D-Bag Double Down. dumb duty And head. remember, like, a few months ago, he said, I'm not going to talk to the media anymore. Yeah, again, See how troll, long that lasted. He's, he's Trolls are going to troll. Troll of the day. Yeah. Uh, okay, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you guys, I did something last night. I cannot believe it took me 42 years of my life to dream up 
this food combo. And I want to share it with the world. I want to shout it from the mountaintops. God, you're old. How old? I'm 42. I didn't realize you were that old. Oh. It's a joke. Says I'm the 45 year old. Excuse you. I'm oh, sorry. Bitch. He's not 45. I am not 45. <laughs> when we come I'm back. I'm about to go Thomas Markle in a parking lot on your ass. <laughs>